0: You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike.
1: Luke chapter 3 and a message titled, 23 and Jesus. And this brings us to another and very interesting discovery. And that is in Luke chapter 3, verse 38, the end of Jesus' genealogy, or we could say the beginning. As it says, the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. That's interesting. I remember the first time I read that, and I thought, wait a minute. Who's the son of God? Jesus. In fact, he's the only son of God, right? The, it's the gospel in a nutshell. John 3:16. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him and not perish but have everlasting life. And then I realized, wait a minute, there, there's something I missed. His only begotten son. Oh, so the only born son of God. How did Adam come in, into being? Well, remember it was God created him from the dust of the earth and he breathed into him the breath of life and he became a living being. And then God put Adam into a garden that he planted eastward in Eden. And he, gave, he, he told the man, he says, of all the trees of the garden you may freely eat, but the, the tree that is in the midst of the garden you shall not eat. For the day you eat of it you shall surely die. And then God said... It's not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. And so God brought all the animals to Adam to see what he would name them. And Adam noticed something, no doubt, as he's bringing these animals to him, that there's a male and female of each one that God had created from the dust of the earth. And after he'd named all the animals, it says that Adam could not find a helper comparable to him. And so God put him into a deep sleep. Adam, first of all, realized that he was alone in this world. And so God would put him in a deep sleep and he slept. And God took from his side one of his ribs and he made it into a woman. and He brought her to the man. And, and Adam immediately understood what was going on. He says, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She should be called woman because she was taken from the man. And he says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Things were wonderful. Things were, were paradise. The man and the woman, they, they had nothing but love between each other. I always thought it was interesting that God would not take the woman from the ground like he did the man. He actually took her from the man. And then they would would love each other, and and they would have a child. Knowing each other, they'd have a child, and and that child would come from them. And what's interesting is, you think about the implications of that, is you you have three persons, one substance. Who is Eve? She's Adam. She's his better half, right? She's his emotional half. And who is the the child? The child is the the one that would proceed forth from them and therefore it becomes a picture of who God is. The father, the son, the Holy Spirit, not three gods, but one God. And the family becomes a picture of God as it's the father, the wife, and the child. Each of them bearing the same roles as the father, son, and the Holy Spirit. The father's the head. He loves the son. The husband's to love his wife. The wife submits to her husband. Jesus was always submitted to the father. And the Holy Spirit proceeds forth from the Father and the Son, bringing honor to the husband and, or the, the Father and the Son, as well as the child is to proceed forth from the Father and the Mother and bring honor to their parents. Which is the first commandment with a promise, right? Ephesians 6 1. And so God, God created mankind, and He placed them in the garden, and, and it's Adam and Eve. And then, of course, the dark curtain comes across, and you see Genesis chapter 3. The serpent was more cunning than any of the beasts of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said you shall not eat of all the trees of the garden? And she says, no, we, we can eat of the trees of the garden. It's just the tree, the tree in the midst of the garden that we're not to eat not, or even touch lest we die. And then Satan says, you shall not surely die for God knows the day you eat of it, you will become like God, knowing good and evil. And she looked at the tree. She saw that it was pleasant to the eyes, that it was good for food, that it was desirable to make one wise. And she took and she ate and she gave to her husband with her. And he ate, and their eyes were opened, and they, became, they knew good and evil. And they saw that they were naked, and so they, they sewed fig leaves together to, to clothe themselves. And then they heard the, the sound of the Lord, God, walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid themselves amongst the trees. And God said, where are you, Adam? He says, we hid ourselves because we were naked. Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you not to eat? And Adam was so quick to say, it was that woman you gave me. Your your fault. You Her, you, you gave her to me. And he says, why have you done this? And she said, it was the serpent. He beguiled me. He deceived me. And I ate. And he says to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you among all cattle. On your belly you shall crawl, and the dust you shall eat all the days of your life. Now, let's stop right there. Okay, wait a minute. I love when I do marriage counseling with young couples because I'll always ask them. Like, I get to chapter 3, verse, you know, 1, 2, maybe 3 verses in, and we read it. And I say, what's the problem with this? And invariably, they always say the same thing. Well, he lied. Oh, really? That's the problem? Yeah, yeah. What else? I don't know. And then I ask him something a little bit sarcastic. I say, so you go out in the garden, and you see a little snake there, and he starts talking to you, and you're totally good with that? (laughs) You see the problem? How is it that a snake is talking to her, and she's understanding it? How are they having a conversation? This is so weird. And yet we're just so used to the story that we just think that that's normal. It's not normal. (laughs) Or is it? Now, this is something that was interesting to me as I started to read a lot about Christian, you know, and my wife and I have read dozens of these books, you know, Christians who go out into the bush and, you know, go out to headhunters and they go out to, you know, Papua New Guinea and and, uh, Philippines and the hills of China, all these different places. And you know what's interesting about all those places where people have isolated themselves from society and, and they start to worship? They're gods in those areas. You know what those gods are, and they all understand this. They're worshiping demons. Whether they call them the gnats or they call them, the, you know, the the demons or whatever, but they all recognize they're worshiping demons. And the demons always appear how? As an animal, always. They call it animism for that reason. They're worshiping animals, and so what happens is the witch doctor takes some drugs or something, goes into some sort of a trance, and then he sees in the Philippines with Joanne Shetler, and the word came with power, it was the, it was the warthog. She would, the, the witch doctor would talk to the warthog. The warthog would make its demands, say, these are all the things you have to do, or people are going to die, and, and they would just keep the people in poverty and, and difficulty in life, and they would do all the things that it demanded, or they would all die. In the Modolones, they would, they would hear from the panther, the, the witch doctor would go out into the, into the woods, or into the jungle, and he'd meet with the panther, and the panther would say, this is how many people are going to die tonight. And that was just the way it was. And so they'd all bang rocks together, thinking that would keep them safe, to scare off the spirit, I guess. And in the morning, that's how many people died. That is until Bruce Olson brought the gospel to them, and it was the first time that the witch doctor said four people were going to die, and nobody died, because they'd all received Jesus. But they're demons and they always appear as animals. I don't know why, but it, it kind of helps us understand this isn't so weird. Adam and Eve somehow could see spiritual things, you know, and, and what, for whatever reason they're represented by, the, repre, represented by these animals, you know, principalities and powers. I'm not sure how that all works, nor do I really want to, but it kind of helps us to see that it's not such a strange thing that he would appear as a serpent. But what's important is what's said next, and that is God said, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He will crush your head, and you will crush his heel. Now, what does it mean that he's going to crush his head? It means that there's going to be a a seed of a woman, which is odd, because the seed always comes from the man, right? You read through the Bible, Abraham's seed, you know, through Abraham's seed and through David's seed, and all these seeds are always the man. The woman has the egg, the man has the seed. But through the seed of the woman, which speaks of a virgin birth, And he would crush the the head or the authority of the serpent. He would undo what happened there in the Garden of Eden by crushing his head, his authority. And how would that happen? Well, he gained authority when Adam and Eve took something from the tree and they ate it. They fell into bondage, into slavery. The whole world's under the sway of the wicked one, right? And also we know, as we're going to look at in my next sermon, when we look at Jesus' temptation that the devil has rule over all the world when he takes Jesus on a high mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world and says, bow down and worship me. Jesus doesn't say, they're not yours. And he says, no, you shall worship God only, right? And so Satan has this power and he got it from the man because when man submitted himself to him, he fell into bondage and into slavery to the devil, Well, there's interesting laws. Again, a book you probably never read called Leviticus, because who wants to read through all those laws? But chapter 25 talks about the laws of the kinsman-redeemer. And this is significant, because in Jesus' line, remember, it was Boaz and Ruth. And if you understand the laws of the kinsman-redeemer, there in Leviticus chapter 5, it goes through all this all the rigmarole of if you go into slavery and you lose your your inheritance, you know, your your land, you have to sell it because you can't afford to pay your debts, or you even sell yourself into slavery, then your closest relative has what they call the right of redemption.
0: Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991. Or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemment.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening. And remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies with over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos. There's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless.